Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, August 31st, and that means it is time for another episode of After Hours with Kevin and Lauren. We're going to jump into it right now. I've got Lauren here with me. We've got calls on the line if you want to join us. Phone lines are open, 855 855- Nine five zero three eight three five. Lauren, welcome back. Hi, Kevin. Good to be here. Good conversations today. Ah, you've been listening, huh? You've been eavesdropping. I have. I've been eavesdropping <laughs> while I was eating my snacks. Yes, getting ready for the show. <laughs> well, good, good. So I don't have to go through all that again. You already heard it. So. Uh, I'm I'm excited about the stress protocol. I think it's um, we're, we're there. You know, there'll be some tweaking now. I'm going to learn a lot as we get feedback. We're going to run a challenge, but I, I think I've got this uh, about 85 percent of the way. Um, I think we'll we'll improve Sounds it like as it. as we get feedback back. But I'm excited about it. Now I'm a little uh, I'm a little scared. I'm going to dive into the sleep thing. I'm just not sure what I'm going to come up with. Oh, well, only time will tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it, one of the problems is, and I was talking about this, I, I can put on 10 different sleep devices and I'm going to get 10 wildly different readings. We can't even mm-hmm. really agree That's on true. how to measure this yet. And we don't know, you know, you always hear, well, adults need seven hours. We don't know that. We absolutely don't know that. And then they'll say, oh, well, you know, there, there are some of those weird people that do really well on four or five hours of sleep a night. Well, why? You know, if we can't explain why. Yeah. And we can't. And I'm starting to think I might be one of those people. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you not I, need much sleep? My, let me go find my average right now because I, I think you'll be shocked at what you, when you find out what my average hours of sleep are a night. And of course I track this cause I track everything. Um, let's see what my recent average is for sleep. Um, uh, four hours and 11 minutes. Wow. That's been my yeah, average. That's much lower than what I'm getting. Yeah. I'm getting double that. I, I know. Most people <laughs> do. And they, you know, they, we were just talking about Dave Asprey not long ago. He's convinced he's somebody that gets by and, and thrives on four hours of sleep. Wow. No, I, I, I personally pretty sure that, that I do better with uh, around eight hours is, is where I, I am. I can get seven and a half. I can go a little over. I can get eight and a half. Um, and I feel really good. Sometimes when people sleep too much, they get more tired. Yes, that's me. I don't me. seem to be one of those Oh, people. yeah. If I get okay. too yeah. much sleep, then I can't recover. It's like I can't wake up. Like I feel groggy for hours yeah. after. Now, ideally, I don't think four hours is ideal for me. I really think six would be ideal if I can get six with good quality. And that's what I'm going to work on. I'm going to work on what, what are the strategies? What are the things that really work? Um, I have a whole list of them, but I haven't found any that are consistently effective. One of the things I find about sleep is it's very, very inconsistent. Like I'll find us and this has been going on for years. Mm -hmm. I'll find a supplement. 
oh, look, this supplement helps you sleep. I'll try it. And I'll think this stuff's amazing. This did it. And a week later, it's not working anymore. That's so common. Yeah, we just went through that. Yeah, that, that's oh, so, so common, common with sleep supplements. That, yeah, I don't know what that is. It is. I know. We accidentally bought a supplement because they didn't have the one that we typically use. And it's, the one that we typically use is just has magnesium in it. But we really like it right before bed. Yeah. And because it's, you know, it's nice to have something warm and you put it in warm exactly. water. It's kind of like having a nice soothing tea. Right. And they didn't have just the regular one. So my husband went out and he just took a risk and brought this this one. And it has GABA in it and like a few other things. And right. And melatonin added to it. And I was like, I don't think I really want to take that. He has been sleeping like a log. He yeah. cannot believe it. <laughs> Feels like he just he just hibernated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, it's been about five or six days. Last night he took it. Nothing. Woke up this morning. I asked him how he slept. He said not quite as hard. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> right. I think your body's but, probably getting used to it." <laughs> that seems to be a really, really common thing with everything about sleep. Your body gets used to yeah, even I if agree. you know. I find things like you know that we call it sleep hygiene. And I have a huge yeah. list of this. The room should be dark down to the point where if you have those tiny little indicator lights on something, you're supposed to put a piece of tape over them. Oh, those drive me crazy. Yeah. Like you got to hide <laughs> those. You got to get the temperature right. I mean, I have this whole list of all these things we call sleep hygiene. And if you do them all, which is really hard because there's a lot of them and it's all throughout the there day. Are. It's like you, if you really want to sleep better, you should be waking up before the sun comes up and you should be standing outside watching the sun come up. And we have the science. It resets your, your melatonin. It resets your cortisol levels. Uh, but uh, as much as I like to get up early, I've been, you know, screwing up on that one. I haven't been getting up and watching the sunrise. I need to. Uh, and you should also watch the sunset. There's, there's another phenomenon yeah. that happens as the sun is setting, the rays that it emits kind of starts setting us up for sleep because we used to sleep when it got dark because there was nothing yeah. else to do because you couldn't see. Now we, you know, we're up at three <laughs> or four o'clock in the morning and, but even those things. You practice those and they'll work. You do enough of them, you go, oh my God, I slept so good last night. Four days later, it's not working anymore. Isn't it true? I know. And I and I do the same. I Go ahead. I even wear sleep masks sometimes. Yeah, if, I've tried if, all that you stuff. You know, the neighbors have lights on. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do I, too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So, and here's the other thing. I read these books or I read, you know, a blog post or whatever from a sleep expert. And then I got wondering, if you're a sleep expert, what the hell do you do all day? What have you been doing your whole career? Because you haven't taught us anything yet that actually works. So what do these people do? True. Yeah. What do they do? That's a great question. I know. Because it's not working. Whatever it is they do, it's not working. I can't find anything <laughs> new about sleep. I mean, the stuff I'm reading about sleep now, honestly, I was reading this exact same stuff 20 years ago. There's nothing new. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I'm hoping 
I'm hoping kind of like stress, you know, and I started with the stress thing. I was saying the same things. We have all these supplements that are supposed to help with stress. We have meditation. We have mindfulness. Why isn't any of this stuff working? But honestly, it wasn't, even though I was promoting it. People would call and I'd say, boy, you better start meditating. <laughs> you know, try some mushrooms. <laughs> I, but I, I knew it wasn't really working. I don't know what else to tell anybody, though. But working through the stress all this time, I think I came up with that breakthrough. I think that is something new on stress, that we can't just avoid stress. Yeah. That doesn't work. That'd be like trying to win a marathon by avoiding running. Mm-hmm. that's not going to work. True. You have to go train. And what I've found out on stress, we have to go train our body to handle stress. And and I nobody else is saying that. Yeah, they're really not. They're all saying avoid it. Avoid stress. Be more mindful. Go take a walk in nature. I said all these things. Go meditate. You know, take some ashwagandha. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> but... I, now it makes sense. We have to go train and this works. So I'm hoping, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm hoping if I spend enough time on sleep and I just start throwing things at the wall and see what sticks, maybe we'll come up with a breakthrough on sleep. Well, I can't wait to hear how, you know, how you test it and all that, but you are going to do the Garmin watch. That's basically how you're testing it, right? Yeah, and I'll wear other devices just so I can see. And like I said, even though these devices aren't always agreeing on most of these readings, I could still use any of them to know if I was improving or not. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll use the Garmin watch primarily. Um, I'd like the way it works, I, but I have many other devices I can test, and I will test all of them uh, for sleep. I have one that, um, you know, I said it's hard to know which one's the most accurate. I, I'm pretty sure I know which one's the most accurate. It's not a wearable. It actually sits on, um, sits next to your bed. But they tested a bunch of wearables a couple of years ago. And I don't think much has really changed. Uh, and the one device, and the, what they did was they tested it against a sleep lab with the true, you know, you're all wired up with all kinds of crazy equipment. Uh, they tested all these yeah. devices against a sleep lab, and this bedside device scored the highest by far. None of the wearables were even close. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I'll use different. Very expensive yeah. actually, Here's the other thing, actually too. Actually, do that for one. That we uh-huh. can take so many measurements on sleep, and we have so many indicators. You know, what are my energy levels like the next day? What's my body battery doing? I mean, I have so many ways to measure mm-hmm. are we getting good, effective sleep or not. So I'm not too worried about the measurement. I'm, I'm more worried about what kind of things are we going to find that actually works and works consistently? Because I've been down the path enough to know yeah. that when I find something and it works, I don't say anything until after a month. You know, is it st- and almost everything stops working after about a week, it seems like. Yeah. That's true. All right. So we're going to get to some calls. What do you have on on your plate this week? Well, we are going to talk about what we covered minerals last week. And while we were covering minerals, it came up, um, osteoporosis came up. 
So I figured it would be a good conversation to go into today. Good Just, idea. Um, you know, how minerals play a part, um, calcium specifically, and, you know, all of the, the cofactors there that, that really make a difference. Good. I like that. We will get to that. Uh, we're going to take some calls. I don't know if you were listening to the show much yesterday or during this week. I've taken up a new water sport. Well, Lisa told me about it, she and did. I cannot wait to hear about it. Yes. So how's it going? <laughs> well, yesterday was kind of a disaster. Uh, <laughs> I should have known better. So the thing about this the, the wing foiling, there's actually like three parts to this. You have the wing that gets really technical and you can have all kinds of different sizes of wings for different wind conditions. And then you have the board. The board can get pretty technical itself, size and shape and those kind of things. And then you have the foil. That's that thing that sticks down into the water and you end up riding on your foil. That gets really technical. But ultimately what you want when you're learning, you want more of everything. You want more lift from your wing. You want more lift from your board. You want more lift from the foil to make it easier to get up on plane and learn how to do this. And then as you get more technical, you might want to fly a smaller wing or a smaller board because it's more maneuverable. You can make sharper turns, things like that. But in the beginning, you just want lift. And what creates lift Mm -hmm. is wind. So you really want a good, strong, steady wind. The best place to learn would be on a beach somewhere on the ocean because you tend to get really, really steady winds. In the gorge, we have the opposite. We have crazy, wild, erratic winds that gust out of nowhere, change directions. They do all kinds of crazy stuff in the gorge. People who are good love it because it's more challenging. But learning oh, yeah. here is more difficult. So then what happens where, yeah, what happens where I am, we're doing this on a river, a big river, the Columbia. It's got a really strong current flowing west. So if you just jump in the water, you start heading west. It's a pretty strong flow. So what we want on wind, and we're in a gorge, so wind can only go east or west. I mean, those are the only two. We're deep in a gorge. So what we want is a wind. We would call it a west wind. It's blowing out of the west, but it's actually blowing east. It's blowing towards the east. We call it a west wind because that's where it's coming from. That way, the river is trying to take you one direction. The wind is trying to take you the other direction. And that's what allows you to kind of stay where you are. Because I don't want to jump in the mm-hmm. water here in Cascade Locks and end up down at the Bonneville Dam. Because now how do I get home? Yeah. <laughs> so you got to kind of be able to stay <laughs> where you started. But you got a river that's trying to take you downstream. Now, yesterday, we had an east wind. So now the river's flowing east and the wind's blowing east. So if you don't know what you're doing... It's a disaster. I just kept getting blown right back into the shore because I was practicing in this curve because otherwise I would have been calling 911 from the Bonneville Dam saying, hey, come get me. Um, So really, as a beginner, you probably should just skip those days with east winds. But I just got my equipment and I really wanted to go. So 
I went out and played around with it a bit. Oh, and I, I'm sore today. I'm sore. I use some new muscles, stuff I haven't used in a while. Oh, I'm certain you're sore. Oh, my goodness. It's a whole learning curve. You're definitely using things you probably even never used before. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, you're holding this big wing in your hand, and you've got it up over your head. Then it's down at the side, and there's a lot of tension against that thing with the wind, and you're dragging through the water. and Yeah, but it, it, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be hooked. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, that's so cool. Awesome. Well, I can't wait till you, till I can see a video of it. it we're not videoing until I get better. <laughs> <laughs> no beginner videos allowed. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Fair yeah, enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you say we take some phone calls? Oh. Let's do it. Oh, one other thing. If you're listening, uh, are you worried about the tomato shortage? Oh, my goodness. Of course. I mean, you should be worried about it. I know. <laughs> Crazy. So, but what, how long How long from now do, you, do they foresee it actually affecting us? <sighs> Till next season. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. think think about it. Really, we have season. Now, we can get tomatoes from other parts of the world, and that's what we'll end up doing. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll end up importing God, more tomatoes. So expensive already. Exactly. That's the concern. And, oh. you know, from what I understand, Europe's been going through some kind of a crazy heat wave, too. So they may have drought conditions. And, <laughs> yeah. The food, the food thing is is getting scary. There's too many stories about food problems, whether they're man-made or fires or you know whatever. Now we have nature playing a part in it, and we have wars where you know we're creating food shortages. And you know, it, it's one thing when you can't get a part for your car; it's another thing when you can't get something to eat. <laughs> I know that's where it gets really scary. Yeah, and and. We are all in the mindset of there's no way we would ever have to go hungry because there's no food because we've never experienced anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Very few people alive today have experienced that. Correct. Certainly not in this country. I mean, even the people we say, clearly there are people that go hungry that don't have as much food as they would like to have. But there's nobody in this country yeah. really going to die from malnutrition. No. And yet in human history, that's been a pretty common thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, even World War II, you know, people oh, yeah. were in, yeah. in Europe, like Germany specifically. Um, yeah. But not even just Germany, like a lot of Europe, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a thing. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> really th- I know. Kind of crazy. I don't have to worry about it. Man, mm-hmm. I got more tomatoes than I know what to do with. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried <laughs> about a tomato <laughs> shortage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you well, say we take some phone calls? Let's do that. All right. Let's get started in Indiana. Jeff, <clears throat> welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? Um, coming up on uh, 22 months of following your, your plan, and as you've added things, I've, I've added them. So here's kind of how I, I start my day. I get up, I do uh, four rounds of the Wim Hof, and then on my fifth one, 
I get up while holding the breath and do, uh, he had the challenge to do the, as many push-ups as you can. So I'm doing about oh, yeah. 45 to 50 push-ups. Holding your breath? And then, uh, yes. That's awesome. You know how it's when you're, when you're doing the, when you're doing the Wim Hof and you breathe and you exhale and hold. Yeah. As soon as I get done, the inhale, exhale, inhale, like you jump up and do push-ups till you, Excellent. To, so you have to breathe. Excellent. I love that. And that's pretty so, impressive to get 40 to 50 without breathing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you're, you're fighting it. It's, it's in part of his, on his app that, 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 that he has that. So, so then I go and do the X3, push-pull, rest, push-pull, you know, Thursday, Friday, and then rest on the weekend. Then, uh, cold shower or take a shower and then a three and a half minute cold shower and then uh, plank for about three and a half minutes. Awesome. So then now, I'm ready let, to, yeah. So let, then let me stop you there. Then, then I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to help you with some tweaks here because I, I see a flaw in the plan. Okay. Not a big yeah, one. Am I out of order? Um, the, I, I have a feeling you're going to overtrain your chest and triceps. Okay. Cause if you're doing pushups every day, we're hitting that muscle every day. It hasn't recovered from the day before yet. And you're on some days you're doing your okay. push, which is all the same muscles. Then you're doing planks. Guess what muscles planks are working. The yeah. exact same muscles. Yeah. Okay. So mix it up. You know, there's no reason you couldn't okay. you couldn't do crunches while you're holding your breath or squats. Sure. So just mix it up so that you're okay. not hitting that same muscle. We every time we work out a muscle, we want to give it seventy two hours to rest. Okay. All right. What else you got? Because that's All pretty right. awesome. Well, good. That's that's good. Yeah. So then I go down and I don't drink coffee, but I take bone broth and do an NDK bone broth with the life balance, the brain Excellent. octane, and the, yeah. and the collagen and the butter, and whip that up. Excellent. Now I'm getting up at five thirty, and I'm not leaving the house till seven fifteen, seven thirty. That this is taking me about two hours. I. I bought the X3 and the My High at the same time last December. I have yet to get the blanket out of the box. Oh, I don't have come the on. Time. Come on. Now, do, do, I, do, I just, do your breathing. I just, I just heard I just heard you say that. Yes. I can do both at the same time. It makes them both better, too. That's, that's the beauty of it. Not only is it saving you the time, both of them become more effective. Why didn't you tell me that a year ago? I just learned this. <laughs> That's the whole point of all this work. I just just figured this out. I took my my protocol was taking me two hours. I've now got it down to forty five minutes. Yes. 
Yes, because if I don't have to take an hour in the blanket, that's the hour I exactly. have. Right. I didn't want to do it at night and get all sweaty and have to shower and exactly. do all over again. Right. No, I, I, that's all the same so things I, I went through, and that's why I decided, wait a minute, I'm laying here in this blanket doing nothing, and then I spend 20 minutes laying here breathing. Why not do them together? And my initial thought was, uh, this is going to be hard. Because when you get hot, your heart starts pumping yeah. much harder. Your body needs more oxygen. I thought, well, you know, I'm going to try this, but it's probably going to be really hard and it's going to be really uncomfortable. It was the exact opposite. I was shocked right from the first time I started okay. doing it. The breathing feels better. And here's the other weird okay. thing. Well, this is- I, have, I have multiple IR sauna setups. I have the blanket. I have the tunnel. I have a tent. I'm testing all kinds of different formats. In the tent, I'm able to put two IR generators in there, and I can create some heat. Um, 20 minutes in the tent and i am it looks like somebody hosed me down i mean sweat is just running off my body i mean i am sweating like crazy at the 20 minute mark but the interesting thing is when i'm breathing there is no discomfort to the heat i don't feel like i'm sitting in a hot sauna sweating like crazy okay well this 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 sheds an entirely new light because I like it. I spent, and I got the blanket when you first came out with them on sale for four forty nine. Oh, good. And it, I walked by it and I see it that box to go, <laughs> why the hell did I buy it? I'm never going to use this damn no, thing. No, you are. You're going to use now, it. Can, You're going to use it tomorrow. Yes. Yes, I am. When I do my breathing, I'm going to get in there, set it up. I'll set it up tonight so I know what to do because as soon as I drag my ass out of bed, I go and start the breathing. So if I can do two at once. Now, if I could do the, the plank and the breathing and the sweating at once, I save my <laughs> no, <too> yep. <laughs> Don't forget, we shouldn't be doing the planks every day either, though. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just, it's after I get out of the cold shower, that's what I do. Oh. And it invigorates me for the, to take the day on. I do have another answer that came up on the show a while back. Somebody said they were reading through the material on the blanket, and it says something about not taking a cold shower afterwards. And they wanted to know why. Okay. And I, I'm pretty sure I know why. Um, when you use far infrared, it's heating up our body deep inside. It, it penetrates, and that's why the detox is so effective, because we're detoxing from deep inside. What I realized was when I get up after that and I start working out, I continue to sweat quite a bit while I'm working out. And normally I don't. If I didn't do the mm -hmm. blanket and I just started working out, I wouldn't sweat anywhere near that much. I think why the reason they don't want you to take the cold shower is because the beneficial effects of that deep heating continue for probably about an hour. So you really, okay. so I still take my cold shower. I, I, you know, I get plenty of detoxing while I'm in there. I'm not worried about cutting it a little short by cooling my body back down. So I get out of the blanket. I do my 10 minutes in the, on the X3. And then I take a nice hot shower for as long as I want. 
and I'm sweating more then. But when it's sure. time, I just turn it cold and go cold. I, it's it's not any big deal. You're not hurting anything. It's just you may not be getting some of the benefit that may have lasted a little longer if you didn't take a cold shower. Okay, yeah, because then if I can do the, the the blanket and the breathing, and then, like I said, it takes me 15, 20 minutes for the, for the X3, and then walk down and take a hot shower. I mean, it, it might be... 35 minutes till I take a cold one. I, I, oh, I, yeah, that's, you know, that's fine. It's not yeah. immediate. I don't jump yeah. in a tub of ice. Yeah, no, I so wouldn't I worry about that. So, okay. You know, well, I've, I've tried combining right, well, a bunch of things to cut the time down. The worst one was when I tried doing the X3 bar inside the sauna blanket while I was taking a cold shower. That one just didn't work out at all. <laughs> the electricity <laughs> from the blanket kind of messes with that, yeah. But yeah, so now I have I have new hope that I will I will use this, this blanket and and get and do the same thing. I'm not it's not taking any longer. Nope, and and it's more effective. Yes, that if I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway, and I get more benefit because I'm combining, then then all all the better. So yes. So yeah, so then I had talked to you before before I started the the, the X three and all that. I was rough, always, you know, one forty four to one forty five. I'd lost thirty to thirty one pounds, but then I got up to like one forty nine, and I think that's just all muscle. That's awesome. That is just that, I, that, that awesome that I've, that I've built up. So you, you can feel that. So once can't I you? get this blanket going, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, my my. I'm much thinner, but I'm a little heavier, but my watch dangles, my pants, my new belt, whole buckle, and, and I've had a few people ask me if I got sick. <laughs> you know, but you, you feel... shirt and shorts on, they're like... You feel physically strong, don't you? Oh, Isn't that a good feeling? I, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, they just like... I'm probably in the top 1% that do this, that I just feel so fantastic and better I love that, that. that I just take the day on from the beginning. So now that I've got this sauna breathing thing I can do together, I think now I'll be your official poster boy for every protocol you had out, but I don't have a problem sleeping. <laughs> so yeah. your new thing. So I have a theory. I, I have a theory. I, 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 I not sure if I'm going to be able to prove this or not, but I've even talked about my own sleep issues. I said for the first 40 plus years of my life, I had none, none. I, I, when I hit the bed, I fell asleep. I stayed asleep. I woke up. I felt amazing. That was almost every night of my life. And when I was driving and had screwy hours, some nights I'd work overnight, then I'd switch back to days, then I'd go back to overnight again, still didn't have any sleep issues. What, what really messed me up was when I took the midnight show. And I don't know why. That for, my sleep has not been mm. right ever since then. And, you know, Fred, who calls quite often, he was sending me his sleep stats. And I am so jealous. He sleeps like eight hours a night. He gets two and a half hours of deep sleep a night. And like 
two plus hours of REM sleep and he was awake six minutes the whole time. His sleep score is like an 86. Yeah, I heard that. Holy cow. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting about eight or nine, depending on when I go to sleep. Wow. I get the alarm set for 530 and I'm down so, between nine and ten. And, it, and it, the kids have always said, and my wife, if they want if I say I'm going to bed and I get, I mean, I said, I'm going to bed. I'm, no, I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to bed. I'm <laughs> right, going, to, going sleep. to sleep. Yeah. I get in, I, I cover up. And if you want to ask me a question, you better be in there in the first minute. Cause I am out. <laughs> oh, I remember those days and I <laughs> missed them. Say, how do you but, fall? How do you fall asleep so fast? I go, because I have a task, my duty. Okay. Sleep. Get in there. Boom. Sleep. There you go. So, should my next investment my should my next investment be this watch? Yes, because I want to see your HRV numbers. I do too. You've been talking about it now. Does it come? I'm not. I'm not too too technological on all this stuff. Is does it come where it's just all there, or do you have to add things and turn things on and turn things off? You got to turn things on and turn things off. I will say that if there's one downside to the Garmin watch, it's one of the more complicated devices because it does so much. So it's kind of like I say about our website all the time. Our website is hard to navigate because we have so much material. It's hard to to make it easy to find all of it. It's the same way on this watch. This watch does so much stuff. Okay. Um, we, I want to get to a point where I, I create a video to say, look, here's how I set my yeah. watch up and here's what we're tracking. And then it'll be easier for people. Once you figure it out, it's like most things. My watch now, I just hit a button. I know exactly what I'm looking for. It's right there. It's set up the way I want it. So we, we will get to a point where we just do a video to show everybody how to set up and use the watch the way we're doing it. That would be that would be wonderful because I, when I was in college and they came out with the graphing cal- uh, calculator, I needed a class on how to use the graphing calculator, let alone the calculus I was calculating. Oh, there's no doubt. So, I for my yeah. CFP, we had to use a financial calculator, and oh my god, was that thing complicated? Yeah, I needed a class to learn I the just, damn thing. And just to I learn it, how to use the, the calculator, doing. right? Not to not to figure any answers out. Just to figure out how to use the damn calculator. <laughs> so yeah, if you could at some point your next, you know, you did your canning video and you know your your other stuff. If you could put a fifteen minute. Yes, we will definitely do that. Out that of the box, watch. You know that we. I want to track your HRV and this and that. You click this, click that, turn this, tap that. You know, here's where we are on the protocol. I've been the one that's done probably 95% of the work so far. And I work alone. I just, I don't work well in teams. And so I do as much of this on my own as I can. And I know I've been saying, why don't you guys get this? I tell you what it is all the time. But I know it's not in writing. It's not formalized. <laughs> We're at the point now where the team is getting involved. So they do all the hard work. We'll, we'll make okay. these videos and we'll, we'll get everything in a course so you can see it. And, and I'm like, I don't know why you guys don't get this. I talk about it all the time. <laughs> well, you're too close to it. Yes, exactly. So the, the team yeah, is yeah, involved now. From a third, from a, yep. Okay. 
because I've been following this stuff. This was all pre pre broken hand. You were just getting ready to release your stuff, and then you got <laughs> shut down for that, and then COVID hit, and you know, and now the blankets come along, and the the the, the, the watch, and so I think that's my next my next piece of investment is. You know, you know what is, uh, I, is the watch, but I want to make sure I'm getting the best use out of it. I, I like to believe all of those things happened for a reason. Had I released the protocol with you sure. know, right before I broke my hand, it would not be anywhere near as good as it is right now. So all of those things that I kept coming on and saying, well, I was almost done, but this just happened. I, they happened for a reason. I would have never gotten this protocol right without that. Yeah. New equipment came out, new yep. science, new testing, and you're like, you know, because I, I, like you said, you're done with this. You're moving on to something else. You may have been done two and a half, three years ago, and we wouldn't be where we are. So thank you for that. Well, you're Not welcome. Not that you broke your hand, but thanks for. <laughs> yeah. No, so, I, all right. I, well, have a, have a great day. and uh, Will do. All right. And I want to hear from you tomorrow. Okay. I'll call you on how much I didn't breathe and that's right i want to hear about it tomorrow fantastic all right talk to you then let's head off to kentucky sarah welcome to the program hey kevin um i only got a couple minutes now until i get to my shippers um and i so i got a shelf a bunch of the thoughts i had Um, (laughs) but the, the the stress protocol um, you, you've been talking about how all the uh, common wisdom or whatever up until this point has been you just got to avoid stress. You got to get away from everything. And you can't because if you avoid stress and you come down, you come back to life, it's a bad. So we want to do all these things to strengthen our uh, response to stress. Right. So why instead of stress busters, why don't we call it the stress Oh, I like that. Stress flex. Somebody, yeah, somebody had one the other day on the website and I first liked it, but it was more along the lines of stress buster kind of thing. And it's not exactly what we're, that, that doesn't describe it right. But just like we want to be metabolically flexible, we want to be able to power our body with fat primarily, but carbs occasionally. We're, we're metabolically flexible. Maybe this is an idea of being, how would we say it? Um, oh, I don't know, but it, it's a flexibility. Muscle, I like that. Flex yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay, we're going to work on that. I mean, just, a yeah. thought on, just a thought on sleep. Uh, there's a book called Go Wild by John Grady, I think, I, something like that. I was a long time ago. I and read you, it. you mentioned the uh, concept in that book the yeah. other day where different ages of people are up different times of the night and that served the tribes because someone was always up. Right. You know, getting eight hours of solid sleep just wasn't it wasn't the thing. Sometimes people sleep three to four hours and then they're up for an hour or so doing something and then they go back to sleep. So maybe trying to do the same thing every night, like take a supplement, it just doesn't work because everything goes in cycles. Maybe the best advice for sleep is the same advice for how do I know how much to eat and when to eat? Eat when you're hungry. Sleep when you're tired. 
you're probably on to something with that. That may turn out to be, and we may be wildly different in our sleep patterns for different reasons. And I think we're trying to fit everybody into a box and say, you have to have this many hours and it has to be like this. And I don't think that's, I think you're on to something there. Um, you know, the other thing I've studied and tried, there's, there's, um, you know, the way we sleep now, we go to bed at night, we wake up in the morning, we stay awake most of the day. I mean, that's pretty much the way the Americans have always slept. A lot, there are other cultures that nap in the afternoons. It's very common. Um, that would be mm-hmm. called biphasic okay. sleep. You sleep twice during a 24-hour period. You sleep overnight, then you have a nap. There was a time frame before electric lights, I think, um, I don't remember exactly when this was more common, but I guess in, in certain cultures, it was very common to go to bed when it got dark, you know, which depending on where you live and what time of the year, that might be early in some places, you know, in the winter time, you're far enough north, hell, it gets dark at 4.30 in the afternoon. And it wasn't uncommon for them to go to sleep when it got dark because you didn't have lights, couldn't do much. Um, They may have woken up around midnight and they would like restart the fire and sit around and do things for a couple hours and then go back to sleep again at like two or three in the morning. That used to be a fairly common thing. And that was called biphasic sleep as well, sleeping two different times. Then there's something that I studied and tried for a while. And when you read about it, it sounds really intriguing. It's called polyphasic sleep. And it's you get your body to the point where when you feel that little bit of drowsiness, you just go sleep. And it might be an hour or two. Then you might get up for four or five hours. Then you might go take another nap for 20 minutes. Then you might get four hours of sleep from midnight to four in the morning. The problem with it, it actually worked. I felt pretty darn good when I tried this. It just doesn't work with the real world. You know, I I can't decide. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go take a three-hour nap. It's 11 o'clock because I had two conference calls scheduled. I, I, it's just very, very Let hard. Let me interject there real What's that? I, I just got a couple minutes left. Let oh, me, okay. I said I just got a couple minutes left. I want to interject on that thought. Sure. It may not work in the regular world, but out here on the road, there, it, it can work a little better. Ever Maybe since so. The, the yeah. seven and three split, ever since the seven and three split came out, Dick and I have been driving that way because I could never sleep 10 hours. And when you wake up, you start getting tired again. Exactly. So we've been doing 10, 7, and 3 splits for a couple of years now. Okay. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not easy because uh, hiccups and deliveries get in between. But um, overall, it works a lot better than the 10 and 10 we used to do before. You know... When I had my team runs at FedEx, and after a while, I got rid of all my team runs and went to all single runs because it was just too hard to manage for me. I wasn't there. I had too many other things going on. You make more money with teams, obviously, but it's just too hard to manage. So I'd gotten rid of all mine. But when I had team runs, my first team run that I ever bid on was Orlando to Memphis. And if I... Oh, I should be able to remember this. Is it? Does it sound right that Orlando to Memphis could be sixteen hours? 
It seems like too long, doesn't it? Mm, that seems like way too long. Twelve? Where is it even? That might be more. It's some multiple of four. It's almost a perfect multiple of four because the way we did it is we actually just drove four on and four off. And it worked beautifully for me. And it was, you know what? It must be 12 hours. I think it was a perfect 24-hour round. So it did six into 24, okay, four. I yeah. got to go. Oh, okay. Go. We'll let you go. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for the... Uh, the feedback on that and the name, the stress flex. I kind of like that. There's got to be something there. Yeah, I, I really like that. It was very clever. Yeah. I hadn't thought is. of that before. That is. So this, you know, we're talking about sleep now because that's what I'm going to move on to next. But, you know, I'm going to go back and experiment with those different, you know, sleep schedules. Um, you know, maybe... Maybe for me, since I tend to only average four to five hours a night, maybe I should be napping more. And some days I do just because I have to. I think six hours would be ideal. If I could get to the point where I slept six hours and it was good quality sleep, I think I would be golden. When, I, when I'm averaging just barely over four like I am now, I have some pretty rough days. I mean, I'll hit some afternoons and I'll be like, I'm just dragging. I need to go take a nap. And maybe my schedule, maybe I should be taking a 20-minute nap every day or a two-hour nap. I don't know. Uh, but that's what I'm going to start playing around with. So when do you go to bed and when do you wake up? Like, would you, like is it a planned four hours or is it, it completely unplanned? Here's the other thing that I'm, I'm really, really consistent now about my sleep time. Most of my life I haven't been. Now I am. The other time in my life that I was really consistent and I loved it, this is when I slept really good. Uh, when I lived in Orlando and I was coaching wrestling and you know, working in a home office and could kind of control my own schedule. I woke up without an alarm clock every morning at 4.30, loved it. I'd get out of bed. I wasn't groggy. I wasn't tired. Now I went to bed at 8.30 and usually I would read for a half hour. I like to read in bed. I would read for a half hour. I'd usually fall asleep right around nine. So nine to 4.30, that's seven and a half hours. I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic night of sleep, and it was good sleep. I'd wake up at 4.30. I'd be at the gym at 5 when they opened. Nobody was there. I could get my workout done out of the way. Uh, I'd go home. I'd work, and then I'd knock off work at like 2 in the afternoon to go coach wrestling and, you know, finish wrestling, come home, make dinner, eat dinner. It's time to go to bed. That was a really, really good sleep schedule for me. Now, my sleep schedule is all screwed up. Um, I have been an early riser my whole life, except when I was a kid. I, was, I could sleep till noon when I was a kid. Mm. Um, but once I became a teenager, um, I became an early riser, even as a teenager. And now, all of a sudden, I'm on this schedule. Where it, my problem is I can't fall asleep at night. I have too much energy. It's midnight, and I'm still thinking I could go out and work on something. I'm not tired. I don't really fall uh-huh. asleep well till about two in the morning if i can sleep before two but it is really interrupted i'll wake up every 45 minutes Um, at two i kind of hit my groove and i'll sleep from two till 6 30 and that's when i wake up 
Okay. And if I want to go back to bed, I can't. I mean, there's no going back to sleep. At 6.30, I'm getting up. There's no way I can go back to sleep. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, so we'll work on it. Wow. I think uh, we've got more calls, and it looks like Kurt wants to talk about sleep. So, Kurt, what's on your mind today? Hey, Kevin, Lauren. Thanks for taking my call. I have a very similar um, experience uh, back whenever it was. Uh, the August, I think it was, that you all started the um, uh, no grains. I actually coincided my life about that. It had to do with some triathlete friends that were had passed away. I'm talking world-class stuff. Wow. And these guys were theoretically healthy as oxes, and they were not here anymore. So anyway, yeah. I started that about the same time. Within a few months, and I want to say that next Spring, we're talking like seven years ago. I went to almost the same sleep habit that you just mentioned, where it was eight thirty. I'm out, done, out, and I feel like I laid down, didn't move a bit until four a.m. And four a.m. came, no alarm. Yeah, and I'm off I, running. I love that. Entire day. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. And here we are. And this is not time to you, <laughs> but I force myself to go to bed at 10 o'clock at night and at 6 a.m. I have an alarm set and I feel like I've been run over by a train. Doesn't this and suck? For the life of me, I'm trying. Yeah, I, I'm trying. I tried the, the, I don't even know what this, uh, what is that? The orange powder. What is that? Uh, miracle. Cardio uh, miracle. Cardio miracle. Yeah. I, you you mentioned it the other day that you take it before bed if somebody was feeling better. So I tried that. Eh, maybe, maybe. Oh well. But here's the here's the ironic thing. Well, totally, the first time it totally was the first awesome. time it was mentioned, I want to jump yeah. in. The first time it was mentioned, it was either by John yeah. or Stanford, and they had mentioned that they get reports it helps people sleep all the time. So I said I was going to try it. It didn't help me at all. Now I do take the second one yeah. because I like it. I, I really enjoy just having right. a big glass of it with ice and I sip on it throughout the night. It didn't help my sleep at all. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of an anecdotal type thing. The other night I had to take a red eye. This kind of ties into the stress side. I was stressed about taking the red eye. I don't like red eyes. Oh, me and either. And I took the red eye and for the night, the day before I was, I just said, you know what? I got to change my mind about this. So I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to deal with this, get a nice nap before the flight, get on the plane, sleep a little bit. And then I'll just be able to go from one place to another and continue working. And it actually worked really well. So I actually wonder about you're mentioning this, the stress muscle. Is that your brain? Is that the scenario where you tell yourself that this is not stressful? It is not stressful and you deal with it. You come up with a plan and you move and you move through your plan and suddenly no less stress. I'll just say that. Maybe. But ironically, that same, that evening, I slept perfectly. Yeah. Is that because I'm overtired? So, <laughs> so here's one of the things I've been saying. I'm going, well, I haven't said it out loud. I've been saying it to myself for a while that. I, I want to go back and try one of the things I remember about sleep. And this was when I was sleeping good. I had no problems with my sleep. But when I was in the military and you had to do guard duty and in the army guard duty where I was, was all night. 
and you basically had to stay awake all night. I mean, you just got done working all day, and if it's your turn for guard duty, you have to stay awake all night, and then you get the next day off. And then the day after that, you come back to work on your normal schedule, and this would happen, you know, two or three times a month sometimes. I can remember those times where getting through that night was absolutely miserable. I mean, your body wants so bad to go to sleep and you can't and you have to keep yourself awake and you have to get up, walk around and and you just have to force yourself to get through that night. But that day and I would go home and black out a room completely and make it about 60 degrees like ice cold in there and I'd pile blankets and that was the best sleep of my life. I'm just, I think I should just try that again. I should just find a way to force myself to just stay up the whole night and then see what that day of sleep would be like. Yeah, I, that's not a bad idea. And going to the, is it polyphasic? I actually thought about doing that the other day where I'm just going to sleep when I'm tired. And I don't, uh, I just, I wish. <laughs> I'm right in the same place with you trying to figure this out, and I don't know if it's minerals, if it's just my head. I it's, know. So that, that's, uh, I'm kind of interested to see where you're going with this. Yep, because it, look at this. We, everything about our health got better. Our mood got better. Our skin gets better. Our eyes look clearer. Our joint pain goes away. We lose all the weight. We get stronger. Everything improves. Why did my sleep get worse? You don't need it, right? Uh, that's well, kind of one of the things that I think about it. I they, know. That's, maybe my body is saying, uh, you know, just stop, just get up and do something. You know, there are some, like I said, if I get six hours of good sleep, I am golden. If I can do that consistently, that's what I got to get to. But for me, I think eight hours is out of the question. I don't know that I'll ever sleep eight hours again. Yeah, for me, it seemed when I was doing that, uh, what it, let's call it nine to four. I was seven. That was my sweet spot. And I just, I want to get back there. I, I do I too. Gotta figure it out too. Yeah, I do too. So I'm going to work on it. And uh, as always, I'll be sharing what I find. Good stuff. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Talk to you soon. Lauren, the calls are just, uh, calls are kind of crazy. Love this. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. I like, uh, I like, you know, everyone being engaged and asking questions. So yeah. we can keep going on with it if, if, if that's what you'd like to do. Yeah. You know, with the whole osteoporosis thing, we're not, you know, we're, we, we didn't even announce that we were going to do that until today. So I'm, I'm totally fine keeping with the calls, but that's. Yeah. That's and, and one of the things, you know, it's all, we're almost starting to see a pattern. You know, I do the first hour. We're getting lots of questions. When you come on, you and I could talk for an hour without any questions. Then we get to questions. The next thing we know, it's three hours. Um, I'm almost thinking that the, the topic, and I love when you pick a topic and we do that. I, I want to keep doing that. That should probably end up being the live q and I'm thinking. Because it just seems like we, we don't get to it and we don't do it enough justice because, like, calls are still coming in. Uh-oh. Am I, am I, did Kevin, you lose me? I, I, I was, I was lost. It sounded like every, we must have both been dropped. Yeah, that was weird. Huh. That was very strange. Everything just crashed. Yeah. 
Do huh. we still have callers? We still have callers, yeah. It's just everything went silent for a little while, and now everything's back. What I was saying, I'm not sure where I got cut off, um, I love that we you pick a topic and you research it and you make all your bullet points. We learn something from that every time. I always feel like we're rushing it. Like we're not doing justice to it because we still have calls and you and I have so much to talk about. What if we try making that the live Q&A? Yeah, we can do that. Why don't we try that for a week or two and see how that works? Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. That sounds good. Yeah, I love getting to the calls and that's, you know, why it's a call-in show. But I don't want to miss that either because that was a good way of doing it. So let's try that and see how that works. Yeah, and if for whatever reason we don't have a ton of calls, we can always, you know, discuss some of the stuff that I have prepared for the Q&A. So that yeah, works great. And, and then it's recorded, and we can always go back and reference it. So I want to keep doing that. So let's uh, let, let's try that. Let's go grab some calls because okay. we've got them. And if you want to jump in, jump in. We'll stay here as long as you keep yeah. asking questions. Uh, Kevin in Minnesota, welcome. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. Um, can I give you a little setting here? I know that you live uh, by a nice river, I think, with salmon in it. Yes. Uh, me and my wife are on vacation in Minnesota, and I, I drive for the Aldi's account in the Minneapolis market. So for me to get in the queue and listen to the program regularly and steady, is, it's kind of hard. But uh, we're up here on a 40,000-acre lake with about 200 islands, and wow. this is the most relaxing, enjoyable death health I've listened to to this point. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. So, Love that. Yeah, and the, I got a couple more questions that we thought about. But my first question is on the diesel, too. Um, I bought the My High from you. I'm looking at the X3 as a substitute to the Planet Fitness membership we have and maybe replacing that. But the diesel, too, I, I, we fuel up the Flying J in Northfield, Minnesota, and I have enough points to get that one. Oh, go get is it. That's the one that you helped me. Um, that is the one they, you got. They should. I mean, if it says diesel... It, it'll say it right at the bottom of the bezel on the watch. It should say diesel, D-E-Z-L. Yep. And if it, just make sure it is the newest one, that it is the second generation. And if it's the second generation, absolutely buy it with your points. Yeah, and that's where I'm getting confusion because they let me open the box while they were serving customers, and I went through it to, like, find a variable heart rate, which is what I want. And me and my wife are going to share that where, you know, a couple weeks at a time just to sure. start tracking that, you know, and, and uh, I didn't see anything on it before I make that purchase. Yeah. And they only carry the black, which is fine. Uh, you know, it's possible that the Diesel 2 only comes in black. The okay. reason I say that is because Lisa didn't upgrade her watch because she really likes her color. And she said she can't get it in the new Diesel 2. Um, so it's possible that's the only color oh. they're carrying it in. But I, I And I wish I could... I just need to look at the documentation so I can tell you this is how you know you're getting the right one. Because if, if you don't get the right one, uh, that HRV reading was a huge breakthrough. I mean, I love the Garmin watch. It helped me develop all of this stuff, but it got even better uh, in that second version. So I want to make sure you do get the second generation of it. So that's a question I have for them. I, you know, and, and there's, there's a different store I go to and she is really a great manager and <laughs> in Roberts, Wisconsin, and I'd probably call her, and I know she would find that information for me. Yes, um, that would be the way to do it. Let her call the vendor I and, and I don't want to buy it, clarify it. 
Yeah. Now, let me, let me tell um, you about one other thing that I, I understand why you're going to wear it um, and share it. Here's what I would recommend you do, and it's going to take a little bit of extra time. But when you make that switch, if you've worn it for two weeks or a month or whatever, and you're going to switch, wipe out all the data, start a new account and a new app. Because the HRV takes seven days to create an average and a range, and then it uses a rolling seven-day average, and you would never get it right if you're switching between people. So when you switch, just make sure you wipe out the data and the account, and the next person starts it like a new watch and a new app and a new account. So maybe we go longer than a couple of weeks, or maybe we just invest in the second one. We get one free. Yeah, I was going to recommend either go a month at a time or, you know, if you decide that and maybe you buy one and you try for a month and go, wow, this would be really nice if we had two of them. Yes. Yeah. So my, my second question is on the owner, uh, yogurt. Um, we've been doing the Dr. Davis here now for a year and a half, and I've recently heard of a term, I think it's monoculturism. Okay. Where you use the same product over and over, and should we be rotating? Because we use that, that strain uh, that Dr. Davis recommends we get it from Amazon. Right. And we've been doing that for a year and a half, and I've recently been learning that we should be mixing up our strengths. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, when it comes to probiotics, we want to get as many strains as possible. But that doesn't mean we can't eat L. Ruteri yogurt every day. And I do, I will continue to eat L. Ruteri yogurt every day. Now, I may add other strains as well, but I'm not going to quit because the other thing about some of these, almost all of these strains, they don't stay in our gut. We now know that most of the strains we get through probiotics and fermented foods, they don't really become a permanent part of our gut microbiome. We're finding out that they do their work on their way through and then they're gone. And if you want them to continue doing that work, you have to keep consuming them. There are other strains that we've probably had our whole life and will never go away. So we're still learning a lot about this. So yeah, we want to we want to make sure we're getting you know lacto fermented foods, which is dairy and fermented vegetables. And we talked about kefir; those are different strains. Kombucha is a different strain. We may take a soil based probiotic and a standard probiotic. So we just don't know all the answers around this whole gut bacteria thing. So. Our best bet right now is take as many different strains as you can when we know they're good strains. Is there any recommendations to add to that? Because we, you know, we, I use the Instapot and I mean, this, my wife's got it down to an art. It is so creamy and good. Oh, don't you just love it? it? I know. I know. Even if it didn't have health benefits, I would probably keep eating it because I like it so much. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was just wondering, is there anything that you have in your store that you would recommend that we break open and add to it? No, I wouldn't add to the yogurt. What I'm afraid of on the yogurt, remember, we're trying to multiply the strains. And there's only so many resources in there. There's only so much food. So what if we throw in a different probiotic and it's it kind of takes over and that's all we end up with? It might crowd the L. ruteri out completely. Okay. Well, 
price, you can't do that. You have to make one or the other. I, I think so. I mean, I think we're better off making two different yogurts and then mixing them if you want to. Once you make it and put it in the refrigerator, it's not really going to grow much anymore. So I wouldn't worry about one strain, you know, forcing out another, but I wouldn't culture them together. Is there any recommendations to mixing a different one and making it like the Dr. Davis? Or I do buy a jar from our our local market, Lake Winds, um, and and I do eat a couple of taste tablespoons of different type of uh, cabbage, uh, you know, probiotic uh, things when I get home each day. Good. So maybe I'm okay, but I was thinking about starting to make a, a secondary batch with it. And I I did call Dr. McCullough and ask them about it and he said there's there's you know got the thing in it to where it gets through your guts and it doesn't you know it gets to where it needs to be and that breaking them up and putting it in that kind of environment wouldn't be the thing to do so i just didn't know where to go if there's another one that i can make or i just need to you know add variety of different foods to I, substitute in, with we, what yeah we don't have all the answers to this yet i i'm kind of taking the path of just just get as much variety as you can Okay. One other question. Sure. Uh, I have 48 acres in northern Minnesota. Me and my sister, my dad gave it to us. We grew up in a house across the street, but we have the field in the in the, uh, in the farmland. It's got 20 acres of field that Keith Corey still uh, uh, develops for hanging and feeding his cows and about 28 woods. Okay. Do you have any recommendations? Uh, my sister lives about 50 miles away son and his fiance live about uh, 18 miles away and we're going to team up until me and Terry retire and we can be up there more often and we're going to start gardening. Awesome. And uh, so when we're setting up property, so any books on how to set up a property, any books on gardening that you would recommend for me to start out with before I get in too deep into this and realize I should have did it this way or. Yes, absolutely. Read everything you can from Joel Salatin. So he has several books, um, and his books are kind of all over the place. One of his books, you know, is you'd think it was political, and then it's about farming, and then it's about raising meat. I mean, he's kind of all over the board, but it's all good stuff. Uh, he writes a blog post where he covers stuff like this. I think he has plans that you can download on how to build the movable chicken coops um, and even the movable electric fencing that he does that that's more bigger scale um, but I would read everything you can from um, from Joel Salatin and then one of my favorite books on this topic was Dirt to Soil by Gabe Brown by Gabe Brown. My wife is doing everything for me. She's good at it. Yeah, and then awesome. um, awesome. Uh, oh, Forrest Pritchard. Also look up Forrest Pritchard. We've had him on the show as well. Um, really similar to Joel Sa I think he may have trained with Joel. I'm not sure. Uh, but that's another one. So between those three, you'll find a ton of material. But the awesome. stuff I, that... I did hear your program. The, yeah, the stuff I... I you know, started doing from Gabe Brown's book, Dirt to Soil, has just been incredible. The idea of using cover crops, never letting the ground sit bare, uh, has made a huge difference in the quality of the soil. How do you spell Joel's last name? 
S-A-L-A-T-I-N. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. Wealth of information. Been a great call. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for great calls today, Lauren. Boy, these people are really into this. Yeah. You know? I know. It shows. It does. I love that. We just had great calls today. And you, you just see how, how dedicated people are to this. And you see the results they're getting. You know, I, you hear from the I person know, that's who, the most exciting yeah, who started doing this eight years ago when we started it and, and how this, this stuff really is. I know we throw this term around sometimes too much, but this stuff really is life changing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it should be. It's a lifestyle change. So it is good to know that it will change your life. You know, for the positive. Yeah, and so many things we've been told all our life. Oh, as you get older, you're just going to have aches and pains, and you're going to get weaker, and this mm. is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and and that's all bullshit. None of that has to happen. I know, I know. I think it might have been the degree to which it will happen because naturally we do get you know slightly depleted in certain things, and you know, but. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be so significant. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, you can, I'm gonna, you can control it. I'm going to change a word you just said. You said naturally What's this that? happens. I think unnaturally it happens. Mm. I think naturally yeah. if we were to live as hunter-gatherers, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, it's possible. And certainly not to the extent no we see that it way now. Anymore. Right, and you know that um, yeah. the the one thing I'm I'm really excited about now, um, clearly the eating, but um, like we've got that down, we know that stuff. What I'm really excited about now is how how effective this has been at building muscle and strength with so little input. Mm. Ten minutes a day on the resistance part. That's it. And I'm, I'm just feeling so strong. And what a difference. I mean, when you look at old people, the biggest problem is they're just weak and frail. Yeah, it's true. And they're we, very, yeah, weak and frail. You're right. And that But if they were not weak, the frailty <laughs> wouldn't be there. Exactly. Right. Because it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> So th- this is exciting. We don't have to get weak and frail as we get old. We could be physically strong 90-year-olds. There's no reason you can't be. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. I've done yoga with people in their 80s, and they're still Oh, they'll kick your ass. And- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm over there at yoga, by the way, which looks, you know, easy and, oh, come on, it's yoga. It's hard. It's really hard. And you look at some of those old people. I've been in yoga classes with them, too, and I'm envious. Mm-hmm. I know. All right. Let's grab another call. Let's go to California this time. Brandy, welcome to the program. Oh, let me try that again. Got to hit the right button. Brandy, welcome. Thank you, Kevin. So I had an idea about uh, sleep. So when, uh, if we're driving, you know, your eyes are the hardest working part of driving. And from, you know, morning till night and past night, they're working. And when you get done uh, driving, they're exhausted. 
And I'm generally, I can't watch a five minute, 10 minute video of a YouTube before I'm already out. And I'm just kind of wondering if maybe that might be part of it. I don't know. I don't know. I think I get, you know, if it's eye strain making us tired and sleep well, uh, that doesn't hold out well for me. When I drove, I slept really well, but I, I'm sure I put my eyes through much more strain. But that's strain. what I'm saying. Well, no, but what I'm saying is I put my eyes through way more strain now than I used to when I was driving. When I was driving, it's natural. Okay. I, it's you're, You know, you're not trying to see tiny little text on a computer screen or a phone all day long i think that's really bad for our eyes i think our our modern society squinting or yeah with all of our devices and different wavelengths of light that aren't natural and yeah i I think our our lifestyle if you have to look at a device all day uh is really bad for our eyes but it doesn't help me sleep right in fact it's the opposite I think that that is a disturbance to our sleep. I I think driving is is a more natural use of our eyes than most jobs. Well, I mean, like in traffic, or you're 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 trying to see something further down the road, or see something up close. You're constantly aware of where you're around you, so those eyes are constantly on Which, wait, hold, and working. But, so but when hold, you get hold, done driving. Isn't that the same as how hunter-gatherers would have used our eyes all day long? It's office workers that have the unnatural use of their eyes. I think anybody who isn't staring at a screen all day long has got a more natural use of their eyes. Working in the trades or driving or something where you're not staring at at a digital screen all day long. I agree. Right. It's not natural to be staring at a screen all it's day. Not, and the, the not light coming off of that screen is definitely not natural. Correct. Yeah, everything Have you about ever it. seen a movie, Karate Kid? <sighs> you know, the I, original? I, I certainly know of it. Yes, I don't know if the I ever, original. I don't know if I ever watched the original. I didn't watch many movies most of my life. So I don't. Kevin! F- I know you did. But I was hoping. The Karate Kid. The Sweet of War. Master. Yeah. Um, What is it? Rub on, rub off. You know, I remember all those things, but I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever saw the the movie. But let me give you some other. Lauren, if you're shocked by that, let let me give you some statistics. You remember the show, the TV show Star Trek, right? Yes, of course. It was out for decades, wasn't it? Isn't there like 87 versions of Star Trek now? It's been around forever. I have, and when I was growing up, Star Trek was one of the biggest shows on TV, and it was on for decades. I've never watched an episode of Star Trek ever. Really? Not one. Even I have. (laughs) Not one single episode. I'm sure they were all reruns. Yeah, not one. I have never seen any of the Star Wars movies. Oh wow! None. I'm. Well, I say that because you were piecing together your stress protocol, and it just kind of reminds me of how they had a rigid karate uh, for, uh, formula, and then uh, he goes into this private guy with Mayoki, and they learn all these little things only to bring up the come better than the formula. And 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's. Yeah, it, it's possible. So, you know, I think the, the stress protocol, like I said, I'm very excited about it. I'm hoping I come up with something even close to this good for sleep. Yeah. We'll see. I'm at my receiver, but I just wanted to bring that to. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Wyoming. David, welcome. Hey, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Kevin, um, do you, do you know, you see that, that my niece, my niece, uh, the last three months is, is, uh, having, a panic attacks and she says her heart hurts. Yes. And she says, uh, she can't handle it. And, uh, she calls me and I don't know what to tell her. I, I bought her cardio miracle. She's going to receive it. But Kevin, this all started after the va- she got the vaccine. She got two vaccines. Yeah, see, that's... That was going to be my first question I for know, you. and that's part of the problem. Um, if it wasn't... If she hadn't been vaccinated, this would be easier. Because then there really aren't that many unknowns. We could look at a couple things. Um, I would, if she were taking a lot of supplements, I would look to make sure she's not overdoing B12. Um, B12 is one of those. It must be really, really cheap. And you get a B supplement and it's got 4,000 times the recommended amount of B vitamin for the day. And some people are taking four supplements with that much B vitamin in it. I did it by mistake, not realizing. And what we learned was too much B12 will deplete lithium. And when you deplete lithium, that starts messing with um, emotions and stress and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I have never had anxiety in my life. Didn't even understand really what anxiety was. I mean, I, I wasn't really clear on what that meant because I hadn't really ever experienced it until I did. And then I started noticing. And her description, my heart hurts, that's... That's about the best way to describe it. And I was shocked. Like, where did this come from? Why am I going through this? And it turns out I was taking too much B12. And as soon as I quit the B12, it was like three or four days later, it all went away and never had a problem with it again. So it could be gut related, could be too much B12. That's one of the things we would look at. Um, It is absolutely stress related. So the stress protocol would help her tremendously. Probably the single most important thing she could do right now is start doing the stress protocol three times a week all the way up to seven days a week. Stress protocol. Okay. Okay. All right, Kevin. I'll, I'll, I'll tell her. Uh, now I you- want to get her involved with you here. Yeah. Have her do a NutriQ and do a discovery call with Lauren. Okay. She's 20 years old. Yeah, she's... she's, I'm happy to work with her. Yeah, she's right in that age. We see more health-related problems with, like, women from 18 to 40. Uh, And then they go through a whole new set of problems after that. But 
you know, these are the women we see with crazy kind of autoimmune conditions that just get worse. They start with one autoimmune condition. They end up with three. Um, If you stay with the traditional diet and the traditional medical system, she will be going to doctors for the rest of her life if she doesn't take care of this. Now, the, the, the vax may throw a monkey wrench into this whole thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, that is hard to say because we know for a fact, and everyone is admitting it, that they are seeing, you know, myocarditis and stuff, you know, heart, exactly, with, especially for young people. So, you know, that's something I would definitely speak to the doctors about. I would be reporting it at the very least. And just, you know, at this point, there's so much evidence that that, that this, these vaccines are causing this in young people that they have to start coming up with some kind of solution. You would think. So it's you definitely know, I, something I would take up with the doctors. I think I just saw something from Cresser the other day where he was addressing this. I'll go back and look and see if I can find it. Oh, he does. I do recall he wrote something about it, but I don't, I didn't, uh, I didn't read the actual article. Yeah. I but haven't he either. does talk about it uh, every so often. Yeah, I'm but sure. But it is something I would take up with the doctors. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure over time we will eventually figure this out and we'll come up with protocols to make it better. And yeah, talk to your doctor. I would force my doctor to report this to VAERS. Uh, that's their job. They're supposed to. So I would yeah. force them to report it to VAERS. Um, you're not going to get much help from them, but I think we should report it. So we, we start to build some data on this, but I think it's going to be the functional medicine world that figures something out on this. Yeah, I agree. It's not her fault. No, I told her not to take it and she wasn't going to take it. And her mom, her mom, Oh, you're going, we're, we're, I'm taking you to New York and you're going to have to get the vaccine. Just, Oh, it's it's awful that we're still forcing people to do it. Yeah. I have a friend whose family lives in Canada and he has come this far without taking the vaccine and his father is, is ill and he has to go take care of his father. So now he is going to be forced to take the vaccine. Oh, just to go help oh. his father. Well, we have the... She was a kid, though. She was a... You know, she's 19 years old and she wasn't going to take it. I told her no. But her mom is one of those people that, oh, I'm taking you for your birthday to New York City, but you have to get the vaccine. We have the, the world-class tennis player who won't be playing in the, the Open here in the U.S. because he won't get the shot. I wish more people would stand up like that. So yeah. the stress protocol is what, Kevin? Is it a, a an app or something? Oh. <sighs> David, David, you got to help me here. I know you're one of my regular listeners. How have you missed this? Yes, I am every day. I know. (laughs) It's got to be my fault because I I must not be communicating this well because even people who listen all the time aren't getting this. That's why I'm glad the team's involved. We'll get this formalized. But if right now, if you go to, and I know you're on all the time, if you go to healthytribe.com. Yes. Click on Discovery over on the left side in the menus. Okay. And then look, it'll be the one, two, three, fourth over to the right. It'll say Healthy Webinar. 
it's a course called Healthy Webinar. If you click on that, then you'll see we put lots of things in there. There's a, a webinar on canning. There's one in there on making the El Rudera yogurt. And then there is one where it says our lifestyle is at war. And we call it Living Wild, the Hunter-Gatherer Lifestyle Protocol. If, if So we've, we've already started. There's, um, if I look in here, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's five videos in there, six videos, seven videos, eight videos, nine videos, ten. There, there's a lot out there that the team's already done. That's how you find it. You go to healthytribe.com, click on discovery, click on healthy webinar, and then click on our lifestyle is at war. Got it, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to get her to do it. Uh, she got the app already, but I'm going to, I'm going to have to talk to her and get her into this. Excellent. Yes, definitely. And have her do, have her do the, um, the discovery call with Lauren. That's the best way to get started. I, I will. I, I am going to do it because, I mean, it makes me nervous when she calls me and she's telling me, I don't want to go to work. You know, I feel my heart hurts. And I, I don't know what to say. You know, I'm just like, so. Well, I, I will say I'm this. Have her call Lauren. I, I will say this. Like I said, I didn't even really understand what anxiety was until I experienced it. And I can tell you this, it's awful. When people say they've had this their whole life where they have it all the time, I can't imagine. It sucked. Yeah. But we can fix it. So get her started. I will, Kevin. All right. Excellent. I want to hear back from you, you soon. Later. Yes, talk to you soon. Let's yeah. uh okay. let's grab another call. Let's go to BC. Mark, welcome to the program. Well, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Excellent. Um, I talked to you a while ago. Uh, um, I lost my right arm and I got phantom pains. Which, I remember that. Uh, after my, yeah, after I got COVID. Oh, I don't remember that. The phantom pains oh, only wait. started after you got COVID? Uh-oh. What just happened here? Um... Oh, there we I are. I can barely we're, hear him in the distance. Yeah, there we go. We're back. My phone, Bluetooth right. grabbed something else for some reason. Did I hear you right? Your phantom pains only started after you had COVID? No, they oh. got worse. Okay. Like, I always had them a little bit. Or got I it. always had them. Okay. And I tried acupuncture, massage. Uh, uh, I tried everything to, you know. And yeah. I'm one of the lucky ones that, like, one out of, one out of ten people, it never goes away. Oh, great. <laughs> um, yeah, because what, what happens when you, when you cut a nerve, it forms a round little ball, and it's sensitive. I mean, I've had them injected with a horrible, like, I mean, I tried everything it to like mitigate, it, yeah. right? But it just, yeah. yeah. Um, and, then I got, and then I got COVID, and it's, it's just amplified 10 times, and I had COVID in February, and it's not really settling down. Wow. So... Yeah, it's, it is, it is annoying. So, you know, I wear a pathetic arm and it's my, and you know, and I, I, you know, I drive, it's my right arm. So I shift with that right? because I refuse to get an auto shift. Well, good for you. <laughs> it's actually exercise. No, I, exercise good, good for you. I like my that. Arm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so, so, so the, the last time you called, um, just 
so I, I want to hear the rest of it, but I'm going to cut to the chase. Last time you called, yeah. I went and tried doing research on this. I can't find anything. Yeah, that's what, yeah, because I was looking and I can't find nothing. I, like, I, I, like I said last time, I think the only thing that really helps is smoking marijuana. Well, quite can't quite do that. Which, which is a shame you should be able to, but yeah, it is. I know. Yeah. Um, you can go out and drink a fifth so, of tequila tonight and wake up in the morning and go drive well, and, you know. That, and, and that is, and, and yeah, and that, that's my problem right now. I mask it by not a tremendous amount of alcohol, but, you know, I, I have I, two or three or four drinks when I get home. It helps. Uh, it dulls the pain it, enough it so you can relax a little bit and go yeah. to sleep. I get it. Yeah. Um, have and, and I do, and by the way, I do sleep. I do sleep very well. Oh, good. So good. That's yeah. That's the strangest thing. I, it doesn't wake me up. Well, that's excellent because, you know, sleep so, can, re- or pain yeah. can really, really wreak havoc with your sleep. So I'm glad that um, yeah. that you are sleeping good because that's it, it, helping your help yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, have you heard exactly. me talk about Kratom? Yes, we. I think we discussed it somewhat. I haven't really looked into it all that hard. Because uh, it's hard to get in Canada, I think. Uh, it may be. Sure, there actually. there are some states where you can't buy it. The FDA has outlawed it in oh, certain okay. states. Um, in some states, you can get it at, you know, grocery or gas stations. It's right there on the counter. Yeah, um, but it's all garbage. Yeah, don't right? get it from there. Get it, Find a good online yeah. source, organic. Um, do you drive in the U.S.? Yeah, actually, I'm in Canby, Oregon right now. So. Oh, yeah, you could just down, down yeah, the road. You, you could find a, a place to pick it up while you're down here, a place to have it shipped or something like that. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I will. I will say box, so. that I I would be a little careful because you have chronic pain that it doesn't sound like it's ever going to go away. Kratom and and no. cannabis don't do anything to to make the pain. It doesn't fix the pain. It's a temporary, you ju- you're just not bothered by it as much. That, I mean, that's what's happening, yeah. but we're not fixing like, anything. It's like my four drinks. Yeah, we're it's not like fixing anything, yeah. but yeah. you need some so relief sort of from I, this. That's sort of why I was, yeah. So I was, what I should probably do is get like a, uh, like, like a, a you know, infrared blanket, go that route, yes. and then probably do your stress protocol. The only thing is, I don't think... Like I haven't looked at the X three bar because I of course I'm only I only have one end so it's kind of hard, right? You know, for me to hold it with my prosthetic arm because it's you know I can push and pull, no problem, but I can't lift with. It. Yeah, like if I, I can... hold the paperback book, right? It's just just after two minutes I know it's there. I Correct. Can feel it. Right. Yeah. It no that that creates right. a challenge. There's no doubt about it. Um, Almost yeah. every one of the big movements we want to do require you to hold the bar pretty darn hard with both hands. You know, deadlifts. Um, you may be able to figure out a way to do squats. And if you could, I would. Yeah. Um, squats are an awesome, okay. awesome exercise. And, and you, you may be able to do that without a lot of trouble. I, deadlifts are an awesome, yeah. but boy, you really have to have good, strong grip to do deadlifts because you're using so much weight. Uh, so that would be yeah, a challenge, no doubt. Yeah. It um, will land on my head. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So again, I, I want to go back and kind of finish my warning about the kratom. I think it could be a, a big yeah. help for you. I would be very careful because it can be habit forming and you can go through withdrawal right. symptoms if you get, you know, to where. So I would be careful that I would, you know, maybe try to take one day a week off or maybe take a weekend a month off or just so you, you kind of right. see how it's affecting you long term. Um, but well, it's what I what I go ahead. What I'll probably do is I'll probably get some and then try it like every third day. That's a good idea. You know, and see yeah. what kind of, you know, just to kind of see if it works and if it's really bad. Like, I mean, they put me on Lyrica. Oh, Man, boy. Oh. I, that stuff. I, I, I know why that sells for $200 a pill on the street, man. It's just that stuff is, is mind bending. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. horrible. Like I was on it for a week and I'm like, I phone my doctor. I said, this ain't working for me. No. You know, I, I can't no, that stuff like is awful. Right. Yeah. That is awful, awful stuff. So yeah. yeah so I'll, I'll do that. And then, um, I will do a Nutra Q too. I've got some other stuff going on. I am, I'm really clean. Uh, I got myself, you know, every last two years I buy a half a grass fed cow. Excellent. Uh, no grains. Excellent. All that stuff. Right. Good. Uh, like my only, my only biggest hang up is my alcohol. And I mean, like I said, I'm not, you know, no, I, but, uh, uh, and I understand why, bad, but you know, I, I, there, this just, may be know. one of those cases where a little bit of alcohol is actually beneficial because it's the only relief you're getting from that stress. Pain is outrageously yeah, stressful for our body and not in a good way. Yeah. And, you know, when you're trying to go through your day and you're trying to keep focused, you know, I, I run a couple of trucks, I got customers calling me and I'm always having to be on, right? Oh, and yeah. And you got that on the side and it's like, and I come home and then my wife is like, what's wrong with you? Nothing. Just leave me. Right. No, no, I get it. It's yeah, but it's hard not to be that way. Yeah. I mean, pain will just wear and, you and out. It, yeah. And it's been, like I said, it's always been there since why my accident happened when I was 16. It's always been there. But like since, since I had COVID in February, man, alive. See, it's I would love to know. Kicking my ass. I would love to know what about COVID caused that. Oh. You know, it's a shame we know so yep. little about this. I the the biggest well, the biggest sure. health thing to ever hit in my lifetime, and we yep. know almost nothing about this after almost three years. Do we know nothing or they just won't tell us? I mean, well, I right, really wonder. Right. And I'm not a, con and I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, right? I mean, I don't <laughs> think, you know, we're being invaded by Martians or it, whatever. It's right? hard <laughs> not to be these days though. And well, it is, it is. It's, it's, you and, know. and Mark, just so you know, we are being invaded by Martians. Are we? It's a real oh, thing. Okay. That explains. It's a that. real thing. It is excellent. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm from Mars. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder some days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And I just don't know it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know this whole COVID thing. It's uh, and, you know, like I lost two friends over it because we couldn't agree. Like, or <sighs> they wouldn't let it go. Right. It's horrible. It is. I know. Right. Yeah. You know, I, they won't. I won't talk to one guy because he just he's just off the off the charts. Like either way, like he's so far the other way. It, right. Kind of like okay, I can, we can't even have a conversation. Yeah. You know? And that so, would be fine. It, you know. If that's the case, then we just won't have that conversation. But some people just can't let it go. You just 
well, not actually two friends I have. And they're like, one is I grew up with in the old country and one that I met here and they just will not let it go. It's like, you nice. know, you know, we, we just had you this know, experience. Me, I, I have to get over the last, I have to get vaccinated to continue my, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Don't even get you me know. started on that. Because I have to get my, do- well, but anyway, so they're telling me that I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and I rolled over. No, I make 150 a year, and I and then there's no way I can do that running in Canada. Exactly. So and and that's I, I have to make a choice, and that's why it sucks that you had to make that choice. Yeah, it's exactly. horrible that you had yep. to make that choice, Absolutely. and it's horrible. still horrible that yep. people have to make that choice. Yep. You know, I I, I just went through well, this like, over the last couple of years, and I'm not going to name any names because some people would recognize. Um, Somebody in my life who started to become a really good friend. I don't have a lot of friends. I just don't. I'm busy all the time. No, I don't make a. I don't make a good friend. I know I don't make a good friend. I get. No. I get busy. I get. No. You know, in my own little world, and I don't. I forget about people. So I just don't make a lot of friendships. Well, this one just no. kind of happened, and and I really enjoy this for a lot of reasons, but. This person was 180 degrees away from me politically. I mean, it couldn't, you couldn't have been more opposite. I don't care. There were so many other things I enjoyed this person for, but they couldn't let up. It was like they baited me constantly about politics. And and I just, I don't want to talk about it. We're never going to agree on this. I don't care if we don't agree. It's not that important. We can be friends and do other it's things, just, it, but he he just wouldn't it's the let friendship up. That matters, not, not I know. That, yeah, I know, I know. That's why that's why I have with my two friends, and you know what? And that is also stressful. Oh, it's horribly stressful. Like, yeah, all this stuff, all this stuff going on, and 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 you know, and then you know, yeah. So I'm I'm going to look into your stress protocol. I I listen quite often, or I try to use, listen. Usually reruns. Actually, I got up early today to call in so good well, you're, thank you know, you. you're privileged thank no. you that's right <laughs> yeah i wish no, i, 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 I wish I, I had I, a better I, answer I, for I you though. yeah no that's okay i mean uh i like i said i look for it and and i just and i would like to know why my phantom pains got worse like, i wonder what? what's gonna happen if i get co- yeah and i wonder what's gonna happen if i got covid again i know i'm gonna get it i'm out and about right around and Right. I'll deal with it, right? You know, I wasn't supposed to get it, though. They told me because I got vaccinated, but <laughs> I think they lied. <laughs> no, you're just an anomaly. That's all. I'm just an anomaly. Yeah, there's nobody else. Not the they, millions of people in, uh, you know, they, in Egypt or wherever, in Israel or whatever, you know. You just didn't read the fine yeah. print. In order for that vax that to work well, properly, I'm, you have to have a right arm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that what happened? Okay. Well, was. you know, English yeah. is my second yeah. English is my second language, so maybe I didn't. You know, I can't really, I can't read very well, so you know, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, well, what I'll do is I, I got to do a neutral too because I got a couple other things. I got some some gut issues I've had since my forties, and I got diagnosed with you know irritable bowel syndrome, and I couldn't eat red meat for the longest time, and I just started eating it. I said, screw it, I'm just doing it. So. Um, so it's better now. Um, and, uh, but anyway, so I'll do that. And then, yeah, like if, you know, if you run across something one day and I'll do some more research and I'll, I, I, like I said, I don't know why that phantom pain gets gets out of control. I, I'm going to keep digging, see if I can find something, um, 
there's there's an explanation in there like, somewhere. Yeah, sometimes I feel like chopping the left the rest of my arm that I got left, but <laughs> it's just probably not going to help me. No, I'm so pretty sure it won't. Yeah, let's not try that. <laughs> it won't. Yeah, let's not try <laughs> that. All right, very good. All right, good talking to you, good Mark. Enough. Yeah, we'll talk to you okay. again soon. Yeah, good. Um, I just got a special delivery, Lauren. Oh, what's that? I got my big Yeti stainless steel tumbler filled up with ice and cardio miracle. Lisa delivered it right to my oh. desk. Oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> I think, though, I'm, I'm going to believe that it was sweet, but I think she may have had an ulterior motive because as she was setting it down, <laughs> she pointed to my show notes for today and said, don't forget to talk about the spice and containers again. I think she was bribing me. <laughs> Smart girl. I know. Smart girl. I know. So I have to talk. <laughs> did you hear about the spices and containers? They're so cool. I did. She told me about them the other day. It is so exciting. These, these blends are so good. So oh. we're going to talk about food a little bit. It's health day. We're allowed to talk about food. So the place I that it. I get my pork from, Heritage Foods, the best mm-hmm. pork in the world. My God, their pork is so good. So, and it's really expensive. There's no doubt. But yeah, you get, after you order so many orders, then you get a free thing. And then when you get to your 10th order, you get another free thing. And so they're, they're pretty good at some giveaways. So I started getting, in every box, I started getting this package and it had like pork chunks in it and I wasn't even paying attention it was free it was like my free gift for so many orders and I just started throwing them in the freezer and they kept coming and I'm like I better figure out something to do with this they're just piling up I don't even know what it is so I looked and as soon as I looked at it it was obvious what it was they trim their pork tenderloins so they're virtually perfect You know, if you buy a whole pork tenderloin, it's got those like chunks at the end and it's, you know, a little misshapen and it's got weird fat on it and it's got that silver skin. Yeah. They trim theirs down to where they're perfect when they sell their their tenderloins. And what this package is, it's all the scraps that they trimmed off their pork tenderloin. I mean, that's like the best part of the pig. Mm Mm-hmm. And they trim the scraps off and they're sending them to me free and I'm just sticking them in the freezer and ignoring them. So I pulled them out one day and I'm like, all right, I have to figure out something to do with these. And I'm like, what do you do with tenderloin chunks? You know, normally, a, you know, a chunk you would do like a stew or a soup, but you don't want to overcook this. I mean, this just needs a little bit of cooking. It's so tender. So I'm like, what would I do with this? So I came up with this idea. I do like, I just mentioned it to somebody this morning. Um, I like eating white rice once or twice a week. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a good part of the whole fermented carnivore. The starch is good. I like it. Really no downsides. So I came up with a dish. I take the pork chunks and I coat them with a little bit of avocado oil. And then I put them in a plastic bag and I dump in a bunch of arrowroot and I coat them with arrowroot and arrowroot creates almost like kind of a tempura coating. It's a really light 
kind of coating. So I put the arrowroot on them. Then I get a my cast iron pan kind of screaming hot with some avocado oil in it. And I brown all the sides of those chunks. Then, and they get kind of crispy and crunchy with the, with the arrowroot. Then I take those out of the pan and then I build a mustard sauce. So I use a, a stone ground mustard. I use a Dijon mustard, a ton of butter, because it's mm. kind of like a butter sauce and some of the Lona Life mm. bone broth. And I just okay. make a sauce out of that. And then I put the pork back in the mustard sauce and then I serve it over some white rice. It is one of my favorite dishes. It is so good. Um, I have no idea why I'm telling this story. Was there a point to all this? <laughs> I totally yes, forgot. Because it. you are talking about the seasoning, the new. That's what seasoning. it was. That's what it was. Thank you. I knew there was a point to all that. Um, so the other day, you're getting hungry. I know. So the other day, I'm making this dish, and I'm like, I, the only thing I ever put in is salt and pepper. Um, I don't, there's no other seasonings in the dish. So I threw in the salt mm-hmm. and pepper and it's good. It's really good. And I looked at that, that, um, chimichurri seasoning and I thought, I bet that would be good in here. Let me try that. So I threw some in and wasn't really thinking about it. And later on, um, Lisa was eating it for the first time. She's like, what did you do different? I'm like, uh, I did a couple things different, actually, so I'm not sure which one you're talking about. She said, there's a new mm-hmm. taste in here. She said, and I think she even picked it out. I think she knew what I, she's so good at tasting things like that. She can identify mm-hmm. flavors and foods really accurately. I'm not good at that at all. Uh, but I think she picked it out. She knew right <laughs> away. But it was the chimichurri seasoning just took that dish and pushed it right over the top. Oh, I bet. Yum. Yeah. So you got to you gotta get uh, those three spice blends. I'm almost not using much of anything else anymore. Yeah, I could see why. Yeah, really good stuff. I mean, stuff. you can't go wrong with a chimichurri. Oh. And a chimichurri can be kind of a pain to make if you make it fresh. So it's nice to have some on hand anyway. So, if, you know, the last minute thing, you can just throw it in there. I, I like that idea. I love chimichurri, and you're right. Most traditional chimichurris are made with with uh, fresh herbs. So it's, yeah. it's a pain to keep fresh herbs. They don't last very long. Luckily, now I grow all the herbs. I can make it fresh if I want to, but I don't anymore because their blend with that chili in there is so good. It's one of the most unusual uh, chimichurris I've ever tasted. Chimichurri is kind of like salsa. I mean, it's a kind of a generic term. It's a sauce. You can make it, you know, a hundred different ways. Um, but yeah, that, I agree. That, theirs is one of the best I've ever tasted. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to have to try it. Yeah. And it is convenient because you can keep the spice blend around, especially if you get the keeper. It stays nice and fresh. You can make chimichurri anytime you want. You don't have to have to have fresh herbs on hand. Yeah, and wash them and dry yeah, them and, exactly. and make it. Yeah, yeah, and then forget to make it. And three <laughs> oh, days later, your herbs are all wilty and nasty, and now you can't yeah. make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Let's, Story of my uh, life. <laughs> yeah, let's grab another call. Let's go to Minnesota this time. John, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. I'm thinking of starting the Arutara uh, yogurt, and I remember you talking about it at the start. And there was homogenized products and 
pasteurized, ultra pasteurized, and I just wanted to clear all that up. Good timing because I just had some experience with this. So there is something in the dairy market now called ultra pasteurized. And what they're doing, if you heard me earlier, one of the ways you can pasteurize is really easy, 140 degrees for 20 minutes and you've got pasteurized milk and it's safe and it doesn't do a lot of damage to the milk because it's very low temperature. 140 degrees isn't damaging anything, but you know, those damn greedy capitalists, 20 minutes is too long to wait. So instead they crank it up to like 260 degrees or something and they only have to do it for a minute. And I may be off on my times and temperatures, but you get the idea. They go to a really high temperature and they call it ultra high temperature. That's what it is. And they only have to do it for a minute. Works great for them. It sucks for us. It can do enough damage to the protein in the milk that the protein won't solidify and you won't get yogurt. Now, sometimes you can use ultra high temperature products and it works. It's inconsistent. It's hit or miss. So I had been using only A2, only low temp pasteurizer. They call it VAT pasteurization. Um, And I... Every one of my batches after the first one was virtually perfect. Smooth, creamy, not no separation, not a ton of whey. I wasn't able to get it anymore. So I switched and I was using A2 whole milk that was low temperature pasteurized. And then I had to add full cream to it to get the thickness I wanted. But the only full cream I could find was ultra high temperature pasteurization. My first batch came out just fine. My second batch was a total disaster, separated completely, and there was nothing edible in there. And I just did another batch yesterday and the same thing. Both of them did not come out, unusable. Now I have to start all over. Now I'm out of starter and I got to go down and start from the tablets again, knowing that my first batch will be a mess. And then I'm going to have to just, I don't want to go back to the, the ultra high temperature pasteurization because those are the only two batches that haven't worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. So and Alexander is still, uh, Alexander's, yeah, they do vat pasteurization you just have to be able to get all their products now i did find um there is a store a chain a grocery store chain that carries it and they carry almost all of it they carried the heavy cream the grass-fed uh it's natural grocers if you have a natural grocers anywhere around they carry alexander Farms. so i was able to get it from there now i have to start over and you know go get some tablets done at the warehouse and start a new batch yeah. You guys are still sending out the tablets with an order if you request it, correct? I think so. We must be if we have some down at the okay. warehouse. So, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, one of these days I need to call in about my uh, not having my large intestine again. I called you back in 09 and stumped you I'm completely st- on that one. I'm still stumped. I just read something, uh, I believe it was by Cresser by one of the practitioners I followed the other day, they were talking about this and everybody's confused. 
You know, we really don't understand. We don't understand gut microbiome as it is. And we really don't understand what happens when you take away their home. I, I, I don't know. Nobody seems to know. Yeah. I know. I think I have Sybil, but I have nowhere to push it back down to because I don't have that, large that, that That's kind of my so. thought is how could you not have Sibo? I mean, we have to, if, if, this, yeah. if this bacteria didn't exist in your body, you would die. So we know it's there somewhere, but if it's in your small intestine, right. it's going to cause problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, trust me, it gets up in my mouth. I have canker sores like crazy and I have a hard time getting rid of them. Yeah. And so I, I don't know how to fix that either. You know, we know how to fix most things health-wise now. The one exception is, and I say it all the time, if there's a body part that's missing, we don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, if you figure out any information on that, you can I'll keep trying. I'd be ha- happy to call in and discuss it. So we'll, it, uh, we'll do. Go, go from there. Will do. Yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep working on it. But uh, I know, Lauren, you and I have talked about this before, and you've dug into it, and it's just confusing. Mm-hmm. It really is. Once you start removing things that we need, it <laughs> becomes very difficult. It really does. really does. All right. So, uh, well, I've blown through three hours this morning. Um, what time do you want to do? <laughs> Live Q and A. We can do it in ten or fifteen. What do you think? How yeah. much time do you need? Uh, let's call it fifteen. Okay. So it'll be eleven fifteen it. here. What's that? Two fifteen? Where you are? Yep, two fifteen here. Your day's almost over. Holy cow! It feels like it's just getting so fast on Wednesday. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> all right, so eleven fifteen. 2.15 on the East Coast. That is 15 minutes from right now. We will see you at HealthyTribe.com. That's where you find us for this. Lauren will be on the video. She's going to be talking about osteoporosis and mineral balance, and I'll be answering any questions you want. I'll be in there on the text. Um, anything goes. You can ask gardening questions, food questions, health questions, whatever you got. We'll tackle it. So, uh Anything you want to wrap up with, Lauren? Nope, that's about it. That will cover today's. We'll just do the osteoporosis talk on After Hours. Excellent. I mean, the Q&A. Q&A. So perfect. Perfect. All right, okay. we will see you then. HealthyTribe.com. Be there or be square. And we'll also see you tomorrow for, uh, tomorrow's just a free-for-all. So we'll see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. And Diesel's talking to me because he heard me say, I got to find a new way. When we have to restart the show, I say my end and Diesel freaks Mm -hmm. out because he thinks he's supposed to go for his walk. It's been that way for years. So now I say it and he's staring at me like, come on, dad, what are we doing here? So now he's, he, he knows it's time to go now. So I'll be back. We'll see you in a little bit.